The song just sang from Miss Lincoln is composed by Charles Gounod from France last century. It is one of the most touching songs for everybody who listens to that. In Indonesia, I have conducted 189 cities for every town about 3,000 to 10,000 people attended the meeting. And she is one who brings the songs before the preaching. Today I want to preach to you about very simple one message from the New Testament. It is the shouted by a very, very young and very brave prophet from God called John the Baptist. Repent ye because the kingdom of God is near. Brothers and sisters, what is the first sentence spoken out from the mouth of God after Adam committed sin? Where are you, Adam? It is something concerning the human status, human identity, human original position. Bible says, when the angels fallen in sin, they have already removed from your, their original position. Original position is very important. If a president lost his identity, he be, behaved very, very bad and not just like a president. When the general, a teacher, a professor, or a pastor forgot his own or original identity, they will behave very, very badly and they will be despised and will be forsaken by their own people. So when man lost from the original position, man had been far away from God, and God will ask you, where are you now? In this short message, it means that you should know you are not created in this the present position. You should be returned to your original position because that is what had already said for you what had been settled to your own position and your function as well. In the New Testament, the first word spoken to man is by John the Baptist who cried out, Repent ye, because the kingdom of God is near. Why these the two messages so important in Old and in New Testament? Because the total Bible, there's only two topics. The sins of the man and the atonement from God the Savior. If, if we don't catch the true meaning of this passage from Old and New Testament, we are being a man in vain to live on this earth. When John the Baptist was sent to this world, God said, he sent John the Baptist. Have you heard any man sent by God, not even prophets or priests or other teachers have this kind of description? God sent John the Baptist to the world. Besides Jesus Christ, 
was sent by God to the earth. John Baptist was sent by God. God sent him to cry out. God sent him to preach. After 400 years, no more, no more prophets given. The final word stopped when Malachi read his books. After 400 years, silence. Not even one sentence. Not even one word from the mouth of God speak to people. It is just like what is mentioned in the Bible. People will be very hungry, not because no bread. People are very thirsty, not because no water. Because they have no word of God. What about America today? Why the evangelist is no more? Why preachers who is very brave and very bold to rebuke the sins is no more in this world. We should repent. We should come, return to God and ask him to renew his grace and his salvation to us. When John the Baptist stand up and preach about repent ye because the kingdom of God is near. We see these two topics. First, kingdom of God. And second, repentance of men. We need and we want, we pray the kingdom of God to come. Isn't it one among three, the most important prayer the Christians shout out before God every day, every night. We ask for the name of God to be hollowed. We ask for the kingdom of God to come on this earth. And we ask that the will of God be done in my life, be done on this earth as it is in heaven. These are three most important prayer that we always forget. <coughs> the kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. So what is our, date, our duty, our responsibility? We should repent in order to open our heart, in order to open our hands to welcome the coming of the kingdom of God. What does the kingdom mean? Why we have all our nation we have all our kingdom, but still the prophet of God is shouting that we should wait and we should embrace. We should welcome the kingdom of God to come. Kingdom means the first, there is a head of the stage. There is a governor to govern. There is a king to reign over his people. Kingdom means there must be a lot of people who should subdue and who should obey to the reigning and the power of the king. Kingdom means there is a rule and there is a principle of governing the people of this kingdom. And kingdom of God, it means that God will reign by his own righteousness to be the governing principle over his people. Are you living in the kingdom of God? Or you just only living in the United States? 
we have a double kingdom. We are living on this earth as well as we are living before God, who is the head of the kingdom. In these two kingdoms, we got trouble. If we want to obey the world, we always betray God. If we want to obey God, we always be very tension with the government on this world. As what we are looking, we are experiencing in United States society today. LGBTQ is totally against the order of the creation of God. But our young people cannot escape. They have to show what is their position, what is their opinion about these the very lousy things. When we now, as a Christian, come to worship God, do not forget, we are to represent God to be the witness of heaven, to be the witness of the truth on this earth. But now church is so weak, church is so declining. When 50 years ago, 10th Presbyterian church is full of people, and you have one of the best theologians as your pastor. You have Baron House last century, two centuries ago. You have people like James Boy. You have people like Raken. Those people are great people, great servants of God. But now we hope God will raise up again the very courageous young people to be his servant, to preach gospel. When John the Baptist stand up, he do not fear anyone, even the king Herod. He is so bold. He is so courageous to speak out and to rebuke the kings, the reigner of the time. Repent you. Not only people need to repent. Even the king should be repent. If you don't repent, the condemnation and the judgment of God will be sure come upon you. God is God of righteousness. God is God of wrath. God is God of holy, holy principle. God is God who is so powerful to reign over all the world. And he say, you should repent. The kingdom of God, including the reign, the power, the military, the defense, and the rule and the judgment of the righteous God. And the kingdom of God, including the reign and how to spread out the gospel to make all people return to God to become the children of God. We are in the two kingdoms. We should obey our earthly government, but we should more than that obey to the principle of the rule of God on this universe. May God give us refire, re give up revival so the church is no more sleeping, slumber, or lazy, but the church should come up to be the witness of God. After 50 years ago, I preached here. 13 years after, I start a new church in Jakarta. And church in Jakarta, I call it Reform Evangelical Church. Why? Because I'm fighting against two very terrible sects. The first is the charismatic movement. 
The second is a liberal theology. Just as you are here, you are also fighting liberalism and also fighting the charismatic because both of them cannot represent the true Christianity. In liberalism, they just like Judas, they betrayed the true faith, they betrayed the gospel, betrayed the true doctrine of Christianity. That is the reason liberal have made Christianity very weak and dying in the culture of human beings. Second, the charismatic movement. They look very, very developing, very prosperous. And so many people like to go into the church of charismatic churches. But in charismatic churches, you don't listen to the word of gospel. You don't listen to the dignity of God. You don't listen to the principle of Christianity. You had heard everything compromising and betraying Christian faith in this kind of situation. Stephen Tong come up and say, I am going to build a church which is very faithful to the doctrine of Christianity and who is very brave and very zealous in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I call it Reform Evangelical Church. It is the first started from 1989, September 12th. Now it is 34 years old in Jakarta and Indonesia. You want to know how many people now is the member of the Reformed Evangelical Church? How many churches have been planted? I started one church with one man, Reformed Evangelical Pastor, no other follower. Only one, because I think no way to restore Christianity if you don't go through the Reformed theology, which is the closest and the most faithful to the Bible. And we never make church growth if you don't evangelize people. Because of this great motivation, no, I was driven by the power and by the love of God in spirit. Of God. That is the reason from the first year we have only 300 followers. Now we become more than 20,000 people in Indonesia and in other countries in the world. The one church is now growing to be more than 90 churches. When I spoke in Park Street Church in Boston in their 200th anniversary, I asked them, how many churches have you planned besides Park Street? They said, we have two. I thank God because they are still growing. They have two branches outside. But I tell them, I, at that time, only 28 years, we have already 84 branches. Is it possible? Yes. Is it possible for a church in the end of 20th century and the beginning of the 21st century, still, still growing, still spreading, I tell you, yes, because I myself have experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, the same principle as the Bible. The time of Jesus, church grow 
in the end of the world, church can still grow if you return to the principle of the Bible. If you are not afraid and you are courageous to do the will of God, you will experience the same thing, same growth, just like what happened in the history and in the time of apostle, in the time of George Whitfield, in the time of T.L. Moody, and also in the time of now. Praise God, I planted the churches, I spread the gospel, I preached very courageously, I very boldly rebuked government, rebuked false teaching, rebuked the heresies, and rebuked the reproved theology and charismatic sects. Praise God, the church is growing and growing and growing unceasingly without stop. About 15 years ago, I tried to build a building for accommodating the Reform Evangelical Church. That time, three pieces of land present to me. One, 4,500 meters square. It equal to 1.1 acre. The second piece of land present to me, 7,500 meters square. It is 1.8 acre. The third one present to me, 14,570 meters. It is equal to about four acres. They say, Stephen Tong, would you please choose one among these three? I say, I need not to consider. I need not to think or evaluation. I just want the biggest one. Because only the biggest one can accommodate and can be suitable for the growth of the church. So that, that is very expensive. I say, I know. I know I am poor. I know I have no money, but I know my father is rich. Amen? You do not say amen because you don't believe. <laughs> my father, not in the earth. My father in heaven is richest. He can supply all our needs. Do you believe that? I am so sorry to tell you, Tim Keller is one of the greatest gifts among all the preachers. He never bought any land to build his church. I tell you the truth, I'm so sad. American leaders does not, does not set an example for the world leaders of Christianity to spread and to preach the gospel. After I got that land, I prayed to God with my tears. God, please send money for this. How can I have money to buy the land? How can I have money to build a big church in Jakarta, the most Muslim country in the world? 87% of the citizens in Indonesia, they are Muslims. When I ask God to give me the power, the faith, and the money to build all this, I never ask money. I never have fundraising. I never write a letter, please reform church in the United States. Send money to help our poor country in Jakarta. That is not my job. My job is to kneel down, to pray with tears, and to ask God to do everything else. After four years, 
we have the land and we wait 16 years to order if we can have the permission to build a church. It is very difficult for our most country government to grant us a permit. Finally, after 16 years, God gave us the permission and we start to build. We start to build with a very small amount of money, less than 20% of the money we need. At that time, there is a very rich person. Sometimes he comes to my church, listen to my preaching, and he has 300 bank. He's very rich. And the day we are going to share our mission and share our need to all our congregation only, we don't go outside of our congregation. And he said, are you going to raise the funds? I said, yes. What is the method? I said, we ask everybody come and pray together. After that, I ask everybody write down how much money are we going to give for the funding of building the church. And he said beside me, Stephen Tong, I know you are very faithful servant of God. I, I want to give money after you. Now, raising the fund by this meeting, if altogether money is not enough, let me do it. I cover up all you need and let this building be built. I ask you, if you are Stephen Tong, what is your answer? I said, no, you must not give money in this case. Please go into the church. Let's sit together there and you write down what God wants you to give. You do not tell me you're going to cover up all the need because church is belong to God and given to all the members, but church doesn't belong to anyone. I don't agree with Riverside Church in New York. You know that? Two weeks after I will preach there. That is one big church, one of the biggest in the world at that time, in the United States, only funded by one person, John Rockefeller. I don't agree with that. If afterward people say, this is John Rockefeller's church, where is the glory of Jesus Christ? Where is the glory of our God? So I don't agree with that. Let every people, rich, poor, very, very big billionaire, or teachers, or workers, or very slaves, everybody should have portion and should have part to bring their money to God. And afterward, after the meeting over, we only get about 20% of the money we need to build the churches. And after that, I pray to God, I ask you interfere this event and make this church possible to be built. After about three years, finish all the churches with a sanctuary of 6,000 people. The main sanctuary, 4,500 seats. The second sanctuary, 1,800 seats. And then a seminary building, eight story high, with all the classes, with administration center, with all the 
room and others for auditorium. And then under that, we have one concert hall, one museum, and we have 24 stories high, higher than Rockefeller Center or higher than the Riverside Church. After finished that, we know we, at that time, we spent 43 million US. After finished, we inaugurated the church building and I asked the committee, how much money do we need? How much money we owe the bank? They said, not even one penny. Everything had been paid. Every penny had been paid. I shed my tears and said, God, you are faithful. You are doing something that only can be done by emperors of ancient time because they are very rich. I'm poor preacher, but I see you are with us. Thank God forever. Praise the Lord. I am one of the preachers in this century, still living to prove our God is the only true God who is still with his servants and his churches. I now come again in Pentecostal Church. I hope that God be with you again and will give you, grant you the power and the faith like your ancestors. Amen. God bless you. After that, we try to present the word of God, to preach the word of God. And in two years, five years, ten years, one by one, our branch go up more and more branches planted in, in Jakarta. Now only in Jakarta alone, my church has 20 branches. Besides Jakarta, we have another about 60 churches planted in other cities, in small towns, in other countries, and we now have about 90 branches all over the world, and we have the more than 25,000 gathered every Sunday to listen to the word of God. So the kingdom of God is near. It is not a theory. It is not a slogan. It is truly happening every day. Are we working for the kingdom of God? Are we witnessing the coming of the kingdom of God? Thy kingdom come. We never satisfied with the kingdom in this world. We always this. We are very disappointed by the government of the world, government of the United States, government of Russia, government of Ukraine, government of China, because this world is not our kingdom. The kingdom will come because of the promise of God. So when John the Baptist preached these two main topics, first, the kingdom is coming. The second, you should repent. Let us listen to this, the two topics. The kingdom of God will come to this world. And our duty, our responsibility is to wait, to expect, and to hope we can welcome the kingdom of God come to this world. 
I do not know I will serve God until when. Because this is 83 years old, I feel I am more weakened and weakened. I am more getting old. So I this time come to Washington, D.C., come to Philadelphia, and come to New York, and come to Boston for my farewell gospel rally. It means after this year, finish all this rally in the East, I will never return to the East to preach the gospel again. Already 50 years. Already 136 times circulating the world and visiting American Canada. Already make my meetings in more than 128 cities in the United States. What more? I don't think I should do. Let other people do. My time is up. I am going to see my God and I praise the Lord. He had supporting me. He had already make secure for me and help me to finish my job. May God bless you after you listen to this, the second shouting of the John the Baptist, repent ye. What is the meaning of repent? Who should repent? I should repent. You should repent. All the church leaders should repent. Even in the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ also tell the messengers in the Ephesus until Laodicea, you should repent. There's no one time we need not repent. There's no one church is perfect, need not repent. Because our pride, so we always ignore the will of God. If we truly understand our responsibility to react to God's calling is repentance. The church will be forever revived, revived, and always experience revived, revival forever and ever. My teacher, my patron, the very famous evangelist in Chinese history after John Sung is Andrew Ji. When people say, you are about 75 years old, you want to retire? He said, no, I will never retire. So what are you going to do? I will go to be refire, but not retire. Amen? May pastors here refire, elders here refire, deacons here refire, everybody to be refire. I'm not saying you must not retire. Even I myself, I should retire. But before retired, refire first. So God will be with us and will always be with us to do his work until his coming. You should repent. What does it mean, repent? Repent means you confess your sin and you ask God to forgive you and to renew your spiritual life. Everybody needs the spiritual life. And renewal is not only a command to us, renewal is done by God himself. The first renewal is given by God even when the Old Testament stopped and New Testament start, God had changed his will like we don't know. Why? You people should take note after Malachi, the final books of the Old Testament, God never revealed any word, any sentence 
of his scripture in Hebrew language. When God changed his language to reveal the truth to the Jewish people, did he ever discuss with anyone? No discussion. No regret. Forever and ever, Hebrew language gone. Greek language replaced. Why? Because the gift, the opportunity for Jewish people is done, is no more, and never return again. So when New Testament starts, it is the first renewal of God for his church. And after in book of Romans chapter 12, God say, Christian, you should renew, you should refresh, and you should always have the confidence and always have your renewal by reconfirm your faith before God. We praise God. To repent is not to regret. To repent is not to be so sad of your sins and you always regret, regret. No! To repent is not only sad and you are so grieved of your sins. You should return to God, renew in Jesus Christ and to have the new power of the Holy Spirit to rebuild your faith. Praise God. Judas was doing very evil things by betraying Jesus Christ and get some money. But his sadness, his cry is never repentance. He only regret. He never repent. Regret is not repent. To regret means you know your sin. You realize you should go away from your sin. But that is not repentance. Repentance means you should return to Christ. You should once again to regain your faith in him. That is repentance. If you repent, I will heal you. I will heal your land. I will make once again blessing on your land. I will heal you, heal your land. This is the sentence spoken by God, both in Old Testament and New Testament. I hope American church, the best church among all American church, are Reformed church. Because you have most important understanding and most closest understanding of how to exaggerate, how to become expository preaching to fit the people of God in this world. But is it enough? No. Reformed churches should repent. Reform from what? Repent from you do not evangelize well. You feed the ships of God. You nurture the Christians everywhere, but you do not evangelize people. In the last 15 years, I say to God, I am pastor of Reformed Church. I have thousands of members here, but I do not satisfy. I want to evangelize. I want to tell the gospel. Very, very simple gospel. Jesus died for men. Jesus crucified to replace men. And we need to make our repentance to God with very pure-hearted 
and very, very honesty that God give us the new heart, the heart of flesh, and very sensitive to understand the new guidance of Holy Spirit. And I always ask God to grant the heart of repentance in my life, and I want to do the will of God. And in final 15 years, I ask God, let me do what Christ had done. He go to every city, every village, every town, very small, to preach the gospel. Now, if I can have time to show you, you will be amazed. Every day in Indonesia, a small town with 5,000 to 10,000 people come to listen to this old man. So, in last 15 years, God had already answered my prayer and give me the opportunity, give me the strength and health enough to go to preach the gospel to the small village. How many people I have preached to the people in the villages in all over Indonesia, you will be amazed. It's about 700,000 people. Among 700,000 people, how many people come forward to say, I want to repent. I accept Jesus Christ. I want to dedicate my life to be a new and true Christian. More than 400, 470,000 people renew their life, crying before God and ask God to give them repentance and revival of their spiritual life. I praise God. I am very old now, but I satisfied. Three weeks ago, in one small place called Doluk Sangul, I preached to about 8,000 people. In the midst of my preaching, the speaker gone. The amplifier and electricity no more functioning. So I am facing 8,000 people. What should I do? I cry in my heart, God, please have mercy on me. I'm old man. I cannot talk too loudly. God say, speak as loud as possible. At that time, I cannot deny God. I cannot reject the move of the Holy Spirit. I suddenly feel I am young man. And I shout very loudly, repent you, because the kingdom of God is near. Jesus died for you. You should come forward. Accept him as your personal savior. After 20 minutes, electric restored, I can preach just like, but my lung is about to break. I almost die at that time. But at that time, Holy Spirit give comfort and give love in my heart. I am so satisfied because I have done what God wants me to do. Praise God. When I finish my sermon, whosoever want to accept Christ, please come forward. They hurriedly come as if no more opportunity. When people come up, I know about 5,500 people come forward in front of the, my preaching place and they, by shedding tears, ask God to forgive their sins. And I finished that meeting. That night, I very, 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 very painful in my 
breast, but I'm so peaceful in my spirit. I deeply sleep, and another day I was restored again to go to another town, 128 kilometers away, and to set 5,000 seats, and also the pulpit, set all the microphone, set that very big screen, and we go to preach again. Another time, we got another 4,000 people come forward to accept Jesus Christ. This is what I am doing. Just like the time of George Whitfield, the time of the John, John the Baptist, we are doing the same work ordered by God in the history of Christian church. May God bless you. I want to stop my preaching today and I pray for 10 Spitian Church that you will revive again, refire again to be used by God more than what you have done before. Amen. May God bless you. Now I give back this pulpit to your pastor and let him continue to give you benediction. God bless you. Thank you.